You have just made the best decision of your day by choosing to listen to the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered Podcast with me, Leslie Rubinoff, the OG Holistic Bitch. You're guaranteed to laugh, have a what the fuck moment, and truly be inspired to change small things in your life that will have you reaping the rewards of living a truly holistic life, mind, body, and soul. Welcome back to the Holistic Bitches Unfiltered. I am your host, Leslie Rubinoff, the OG Holistic Bitch. And today, my friends, we have Miss Erica Diamond in the house, who is the master of self-care. And I'm so excited for her to be here. Erica is teaching women how to prioritize self-care. She is a certified life coach and certified yoga and meditation teacher, lifestyle and parenting correspondent of Global TV. She's a professional speaker and the host of the Erica Diamond podcast. She's a course creator, a busy to bliss, author of the woman's entrepreneurial book, 99 Things Women Wish They Knew Before Starting Their Own Business, and founder and editor-in-chief in the award-winning lifestyle platform, ericadiamond.com. Erica Diamond has been named to the coveted list of the top 20 women in Canada, Forbes magazine's top 100 sites for women, and a profit hot 50 Canadian company. Erica Diamond was the spokesperson for National Entrepreneurship Day and is a Huffington Post contributor. What a fucking legend we have here today. (laughs) Welcome, Erica. Les, so happy to be together today. I love you. I love the Holistic Bitches, not podcast, but I love the Holistic Bitches community. I love what the Holistic Bitches stand for and, and you're, you're amazing. And I'm so excited because it's really an important topic today. Talking really about like what self-care is. So first I want to ask you, what is self-care? Er? So self-care is is exactly how it, how it would sound. It's anything that is giving loving, caring attention to the self. So it's refilling your cup. It is doing things that improve your, your well-being, your health. Um, it, it is putting yourself at the top of your priority list instead of allowing yourself to slide to the bottom and run out of gas. And so I'm sure we will share about all different ways to practice self-care that is meaningful to you throughout the day. Um, but this is a really important topic because when we don't take care of ourselves, we can, you know, teeter on burnout. We can feel really crappy. We can start to snap at people. I mean, it could be as simple as being impatient and frustrated all the way to having true real mental health struggles. So it self-care really is, everything. is everything. But in order to want to devote yourself, Erica, to self-care, what did you have to learn first? Ooh. You know what, Les, I know this is probably not the answer you're looking for. I don't have a story of um, trauma or what I had to overcome to discover, you know, how to take care of myself. There was a time um, where I where I was on the brink of burnout. But before that, my mom raised me to take care of myself. I'm going to tell you when I had a little bit of a blip in in the in the plan. So I was raised by a mother who was very in tune to self-care. So I've been taught how to practice self-care since a very young woman. So I'm very grateful. That already puts me miles ahead of many people who had parents um, who didn't expose them to self-care and who taught them to sleep when they were tired, eat when they were hungry, refill your cup, listen to your body. Um, But my journey as an entrepreneur began when I was 24 years old. And I have been, I think I came out of the womb, an entrepreneur, a motivated, hustling chick. It's in my DNA. My dad is an astute business guy. My mom is a therapist. I'm the, ba- I, I'm the blend of them. <laughs> Your blend. I'm the blend of them. I'm the blend of the hustle and the flow. So, um, so around, so I started my first company at 24. By the time we were, I was 26, I had already been a profit hot 50, one of Kennedy's 50 emerging growth companies. I was the only female CEO on the list. Um, I, you know, top 30 under 30, we were a growing, thriving company and I was burning out. I was all consumed with work. I was in a bad place. And so I went into therapy and my therapist, Sandra, um, she said to me, Erica, don't dull your flame. Don't throw water on this gift that is you, that is this passion, that is this hardworking, thriving woman. Instead, 
balance it with a calming lifestyle. And so that was the beginning for me of discovering self-care. And that was the beginning for me of yoga and meditation. So I declared yoga a non-negotiable and I had Steve come to my house twice a week. It was, I was making money as an entrepreneur. He came to my house twice a week and Steve looked like Mr. Clean. He was bald. And when he walked into my house and his aura, when I stepped onto my yoga mat, he taught me the value of refilling my cup and what it feels like to breathe and to slow down. And that just became an ever growing process of tuning into my needs, being this hardcore person, passionate, maybe talented, hardworking person, but being this person who completely embraces meditation, yoga, chanting, uh, self-care, self-love. So I feel pretty grateful to be both ends of the spectrum. And so that was my aha moment where I had to take care of myself when I, when I landed up in Sandra's office and she's like, Erica, you need to course correct. I was 26 and I've been living and I'm 46 now. So I've been living this life for 26 years and it serves me. Yeah, it sure does. And you're, you're actually really good at it. So it's glad that we have you here to teach us about this because it's important. Would you agree that people find self-care to be selfish? Oh, yeah, of course. And that's why there's so many of these hashtags, right? If you Google the hashtag self-care isn't selfish, you'll find thousands of people that are searching and posting because it, we're, we're ingrained. And especially as women, less like especially as women, we are taught that we have to care for everyone around us and we have to serve and we're these nurturers. We have to nurture our kids and we have to nurture our partners and we're supposed to take care of everyone else. And somehow we're supposed to feel awesome while caring for all of our responsibilities. Well, that's not true. That doesn't just happen. We don't just magically wake up happy and living, you know, in a high vibration and a high frequency. So, you know, and sometimes those feelings can, you know, I have definitely felt periods where I did feel that my self-care was selfish, where I did feel that. And I even got the message from my husband sometimes. He'll be like, oh, you know, you're, you're doing that now. Can't you just, we need you, you know, can't you just come over here and do this now? And so it took a lot of years of work to say, I can definitely come and help you guys, but I need 20 minutes right now to go and regroup. I need to breathe or I need to move my body. So it's about, it's so much about boundaries for yourself, right? And we don't learn this overnight. This is a journey. This is a process. So definitely there's that notion that anytime we do anything for ourselves, it's wrong. And that could not be further yeah, from the truth. I always say that self-care is selfless because if you're selfish with yes. your own self-care, then you can be selfless. And that means you can pour into everybody else, but it gets tricky when you're not, when you're not giving to yourself because you can't, you can't operate. That jet can't take off if it's not fully fueled and it's not going to stay in the air if all the functions are broken. So I agree with you. I don't think it's I don't think it's selfish at all, but it, it is definitely something that surrounds people's thoughts when it comes to self-care. We have but we'll, but let's break the stigma together. We're, we're we're and we're doing that. I know that we're doing that together you and I every day because we do it on Clubhouse and we did it on my podcast and we do it in social media. So I, I, I'm what a great question because we need to bring attention Absolutely. to that. Um you know, you said you didn't have like that, you know, traumatic experience that you kind of had to learn to do self-care and that it was kind of taught to you. But at some point, like nobody's perfect in their self-care practice and we slip up, we're human, you know, we do things that don't serve us. So do you ever find yourself in a, in a position where it is slipping or that you feel like you're abusing yourself? For sure. So that's a great question. Listen, I'm not, I'm not perfect, right? I'm a human being. So for me, when I, when my self care starts to slip up, how I respond is, listen, I don't I, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I don't I don't I don't do drugs. I, I'm I'm a pretty clean liver. For me, my slip up starts to feel like anxiety. Like I, I start to get very snappy with those around me. I become very short tempered. Uh, small things, you know, little small things become enormous things to me, and I and I know that. I haven't breathed. I haven't taken care of myself. So thankfully, and I think this is important, we have to be attuned to the whispers. So thankfully, I'm able to course correct when the whispers come in. And I'm like, oh, I haven't worked out in a few days. I've been at my desk. Like, Like right now, I'm in the middle of launching a course, launching a new product, redoing my website. My Facebook ad account was shut down because they think that it's not me because I'm Erica Mintz, Diamond, and Women on the Fence, and the phone numbers. So 
everything that I have writing on my launch of my course, my Facebook ad account is closed. I have been berserk. What was my new attitude this morning? All I can do is meditate, breathe through it, and surrender to the universe. So whatever's going to happen my way is meant for me. And when I embrace that, then I can stop feeling so frustrated. So I definitely feel when I don't take care of myself, it doesn't happen often because I'm pretty mindful. I start to, like, it looks up in me, uh, not in overeating or not in staying up late because I'm very good with sleep, but I get very agitated and very worried and anxious. And that's, that doesn't course not. Good. But you can recognize it and you right. can say, okay, this is what's not yes. working right now. How do I course correct? And I mean, that's yes. difficult for a lot of people. And I'll tell you guys, I've never seen a woman fucking hit the ground running like Erica Diamond. Like we had a conversation <laughs> one Saturday sitting together and, you know, we talked about something and I saw her put that to fruition so fast and it's admirable. And I work very similar should we share it? Listen, Should it's we share all you, girl. Are you ready to share it? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't live yet into the world. It only lives in, in. It only lives. It's in. It's in process, and you know all about it. But yeah, no, no, I'll be happy to share. So I've been doing this self care work for twenty years, and um, I've wanted the people that I life coach and that I teach yoga to. They don't have a way to stay with me when I'm gone, and I wanted to create a product that so um, properly, you know, was an extension of me and self-care. And I thought about what I use every day. That's my yoga mat. So it's like, another yoga mat, nah. What do I love and use every morning when I wake up at night during the day? What do I rub all over myself? What do I put in my bath? What do I put in my diffuser is my essential oils. And I said, I could, you know, if I can imagine if I could give birth to essential oils that I love and use, which is for sleep, which is for stress, which is for calm and energy, imagine how my my women would respond to that. And so with your guidance, I gave birth to Bliss Woo-hoo! Essential, which is going to be coming out. I don't even know. First, I have to launch a course, probably sometime at the end of May or June. I'm going to need to sleep a little bit after um, I guide all these beautiful women through Busy to Bliss. But But Bliss Essential is... The culmination of all my work, I have teamed up with the best chemist, with the best lab, with the pioneer of the highest quality of 100% essential oils. This is the best sleep blend. Actually, the only people who have tried it Mm -hmm. are you, Les, and my yoga students. So they've been rubbing it all over themselves each week, and they love it, and they can't wait to be able to experience it when it's actually bottled and available, which it is not yet. It is still in the seed baby stage. But I'm I'm really excited, and that's just more self care all over you. I, I just I live for essential oils. Yeah, really and it just made sense when I was like, "This is what you got to do," and you're like, "Yes." And shh, the moment totally. went off in her mind, and it was just like, <laughs> "How soon can I get it?" And I'm like, "I got you." And it's another just beautiful way of looking at women collaborating together and not competing. And I support Erica a hundred percent, a hundred million percent. Um, I'm cheering for her and I know, and I can attest to what she's putting in those bottles are better than any fucking company out there because I know the source and I trust the source. And for you guys who know me, you know, that sourcing is everything to me. So you will have to become the new essential oil queen. Um, and I, I will send everybody to you for essential oils because essential oils saved my life at one point. So I'm so excited for that Aaron. So excited that you literally fucking jumped in like back flipped into it and just ran (laughs) with it so i can't wait go go hard or go Uh, home baby demonstrated that for sure (laughs) um so i think i want to ask you why is it important for you to teach others about self-care like why erica diamond yeah, I don't know. It was it was not it just kind of fell upon my lap. I just started sharing stuff about my life when I started this blog. Women so I'd always been a worker, an entrepreneur, just helping women wherever I can. I didn't have a platform. I just did it locally. I mentored women in business. I love women in business. And I started uh, helping women in business just as an entrepreneur, as my reach grew. And I started winning these kind of awards and people started calling me and saying, you know, can you help me with my business? And then when I started my blog, womenonthefence.com, uh, in 2009, that is when I just started sharing, just, I started, um, sharing my life. And, and to this day, when I share, it's always for, with a purpose. It's never, it's never just to share. It's to share, to inspire, to share and to teach. So I think the reason why people have connected with it is because I walk my talk. I, I'm not a bullshitter. I, I say when I'm tired, I say when I'm frustrated, but yet 
you see someone who's energetic yet who's calm. Like I think I walk the talk. I'm a true person. I and then my expertise and my certifications and constantly improving myself let people trust me. And then so they so I guess they listen. And then my whole my whole goal is to empower women to prioritize their self care by teaching them how to master their mindset you know, their energy and well-being, their time management, and then the transformation and teaching them the habits to sustain this long term. So I just, I teach it. I teach it on my blog. I teach it on my podcast. I teach it on TV every week. I teach it in my coaching practice on the yoga mat. I just, it's, it's, it's my mission. It's what I want to do. I want women to feel good because so many are walking around uh, unmotivated, not taking care of themselves, and and the complete opposite of thriving. And it's my mission to help anyone who's not yeah. in flow. And I think it's because you're so, a reflector and you're a magnet. And like you said, if you don't walk your talk, you're full of shit. And yeah, right. Like people love you less because you're totally honest. You're so there, there's so many to me. There's a lot of bullshit experts out there who are like. They say all these things, boundaries and da da da, and and you know that they're not doing it. You know that they're not practicing it. And so I don't, for me personally, I don't want to listen to those people or value those people. I want to hear from someone who's actually doing the work, who's doing their work, who's using what they say, who's, who's. I mean, no one's perfect, but those are the people that I listen to, and I think that has been the resonance for my crew is they know that whatever I'm teaching, I'm doing. And the reason why I'm the perfect person to teach it is, is because it's the life that I live. And and you see it. I mean, if you guys like, you can't see her right now, but I can, and I see her often. She's vibrant. She, she's, she's, she, she, you feel the energy, her frequency shows that. And that's when you know it's true. And people resonate with that. People see that they can see that you're not full of shit and it's, it's evident. And, I always say we have to lead by example. You could preach all you want, but if I can't look at you and be like, this, totally. this girl's rocking it, I don't give a shit what you preach. So I agree with you 100%. And I think that's a really important thing for anybody that you're taking advice to. Take advice from people who have been where you want to go, right? And I always say that, and it's so important. So I would definitely come to Erica on the mastery. And I watch her. I see her every day in Clubhouse, which you know people laugh at us for, but it's a it's an amazing networking tool. And it's where I've <laughs> met so many amazing people, including Erica. And I watch her say no, and I watch her set her boundaries. And for me, it's important because I know when she tells me something, I can, I can listen to her and be like, you're fucking right. Like, you're right. I have to do X, Y, and Z because it's not serving me. So I love that. And you are really an example of that. Um, Talk to me about what unhealthy habits are when it comes to self-care. So, so let's talk about the five pillars of well-being and I'll tell you what's unhealthy. So the five pillars of well-being are what you eat, how you move, how you sleep, how you manage stress and how you connect socially. So unhealthy habits are what you eat, eating shit, uh, and I don't have to talk about all the foods you, you cover the food and the holistic lifestyle and the inflammation food and the inflammatory food. I mean, I'm not vegan. I, I definitely need, I do all those things, but I think I'm, I am a healthy eater. So what you eat, eating shit, eating crap, eating sugar, uh, eating inflammatory foods that will make you feel unvibrant. Um, how you move. So leading a sedentary life. So the opposite of moving is not moving, right? So that's unhealthy. So what you eat, what you eat, how you sleep. If you're not getting enough restorative sleep, you are not going to feel good. Your self-care is going to be in the toilet. If you are not sleeping, we need sleep. We actually need seven to eight hours a night of sleep. Anything below seven, anything above nine is generally the trouble spot. So you want to sleep, and we can get into that if you want, into sleep tips. So not sleeping, okay? Um, Managing stress, having a zero stress management toolbox, not breathing, not meditating, uh, being completely flipped out and not able to manage stress in your life and completely being, you know, that feeling of, so, so that's my weakness when I feel stressed, if I'm not in check managing stress becomes my problem. So not managing stress is the danger zone. And the last is connecting socially. Isolation is really, really dangerous for people. So it's social connectivity and social connection is so important. And the lack of connectivity and isolation we're learning is like just as detrimental to your health as smoking. So very important to stay connected. And that's why COVID less has been so hard for people because we've been so isolated. 
So I always say, I don't care if it's a Zoom date, a coffee date, a socially distanced walk, a picnic on a park with you sitting on one bench and your friend sitting on another, it's really important to connect socially for your mental health. So doing any of those five things that you're supposed to do and then not doing them, doing the opposite of those will lead you into Yeah, unhealth. and you know, as you're speaking um, and as we listen, all of those things interchangeably work together, right? So let's say you don't sleep well, your cortisol levels are up, you're going to be triggered to eat, and you're not going to be triggered to eat the right shit. You're going to be, I want the sugar, I want the carbohydrates, I want to fire up my neurotransmitters to tell me that I'm okay. And then you're not breathing right. And then you're not, you have no motivation to move because you're exhausted. And it all just goes, it's intertwined. They, they dance together like this beautiful flame. And if one's off, they unfortunately, they all kind of start to suffer. And I see it. Like I'm, I'm tired today. I'm tired this week. And, and it's because I'm not honoring, I'm not honoring my sleep because I'm doing too much and I can recognize that. But it's like, also I need to course correct. And if I don't do it now and I don't do it this week, I'm going to fucking spiral to the, to the wrong way. And like I just said, and you said, it starts with sleep. It's our most healing and restorative thing. So what, so I, so I would ask you, what's the next right step for you, Leslie? So if you've recognized that sleep is is your thing right now, is where you're struggling, how can you, as your homework, what would be the next step for you to reclaim Commit your to rest? myself, like by saying no, okay, saying no to everybody like? that's asking me to do X, Y, and Z. It's saying no, I need to right. I need to get out of clubhouse by 11 o'clock so that I have an hour to wind down and by 12 o'clock, no, you need to get out. Of, you need to get out of clubhouse at nine o'clock and do things that refill your cup at nine o'clock. Because your brain, you don't realize how you're still working when you're speaking. It takes a lot of energy to be as eloquent and as smart as you. So don't underestimate that. So you're wiring up your body. It's keeping you up by speaking, by you know, by connecting with others. It's 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 an energy booster. It's not a wind down activity. Let you know. So I, I know you disagree with me on that, but. But it's about saying, okay, for the next, you know, making a statement to yourself, declaring your boundary and sticking to it and then being soft on yourself if you slip, but definitely trying to stick to it. Like shutdown times, hard stops, very, very important, right? And it's like also another thing on what you said, Les, if one thing's off, it's kind of like a domino effect. That's the whole point of habits is all our habits affect each other. So if you want to start, wake up like you and I both do the miracle morning, if you want to have a miracle morning and get up and do the lifesavers in the morning, but you're, but, but all those lifesavers are so dependent upon your evening routine. So that's what I explain in my course is your morning, having that hour of power in the morning is that habit of waking early is dependent upon the evening habit the night before. So all of our habits are intertwined and all interrelated. So that's really important. To yeah. Know, and, point. you know, maybe I'm not going to stop at 10 o'clock. Right, right. Okay. So you're not going to go from three in the morning till 9 yeah. p.m. at night, but a gradual, but a gradual pullback in time would serve absolutely. you. Absolutely. And I, I can recognize it, right? So. I'm recognizing it right now and I, I I've been recognizing it. Let's not be, let's not talk shit for a couple of weeks now. So it's not like it's, it's new, but I recognize it and I feel myself starting to slip in areas that I'm really strong in and, and I see it. So, you know, look, I'm learning that lesson and sometimes we have to get to those points in order to, you know, flip the switch to, you know, transition into those good things. So I'm grateful for you for that. Um, for sure. Um, how important is a routine? Okay, so I, so people thrive generally on routines. I thrive on a routine. So I go to bed early, mostly every night. Sometimes I'm having a good time and I allow, that's self-care, that's self-care. If I'm having a good time watching a great movie, hanging out with my husband, uh, I'll commit to myself and say, you know what, I'm gonna be tired tomorrow, but I'm enjoying myself. So, but I do stick to a routine. I'm generally to bed early, I'm up early. Um, I, I eat healthy food. My routine is drinking water. My routine is moving my body almost daily. I try and keep a routine and all of those pillars of well-being. And I start to notice that if I haven't connected socially or gone on a date night with Hilly or seen a friend, start to get that low level hum. Like I start to feel wonky and weird, like something's off. So to me, routines are everything. I tell my clients all the time, happiness takes work. 
baby. You don't just wake up feeling boundless joy and happiness and vibrating high without committing to a routine, right? That said, I don't believe in stringent routines because that's when we rebel. When it's too strict, when it's too controlled, when it's too unrealistic, that's when like all the shit just hangs out. That's when it it completely backfires on you. It has to be goal goals that are realistic, right? Realistic routines, realistic life habits. So what, what would you say, how does one choose to accept? And it's a challenge for some people. How does, how do people choose to accept that they're ready to do self-care? Well, unfortunately, as you say, you said this in clubhouse last week, why do people have to wait till they go into full blown trauma till they get help? So that's with you, right? Same thing with me and my clients. Often it takes that full-blown, they feel terrible to make a course correct. So for me, I'm always up there caring for myself. So I'll get little level blips, but I won't go into a full-blown disaster. At least I hope not. I pray not, right? So um, so it's about recognizing recognizing the whispers and having to tune into yourself it takes work. So if you can't do it by yourself, hire a life coach, hire someone like me. Um, you you know, find resources for yourself, listen to podcasts, read books, uh, go online, educate yourself. If you start to recognize the signs, Google the symptoms and signs you're having and see what comes up. I mean, that's not always a good idea. <laughs> it tells you you have cancer and you're dying. So you, but you know what I mean? If you feel off sorts, you may need to see a doctor, a psychologist, a life coach, someone to help you strategize life goals. Um, that's okay that you can't do it alone. And as a life coach, I act as people's accountability partner. That's why I love life coaching. So my mom's a therapist. So as therapists, they go back. They look at child trauma to understand why you are today. As a life coach, my certification, my job is not to go back. My job is to take a look at where you are now, figure out where you want to be, and help get you there. Okay, so um, if you can't course correct by yourself, get a little bit of help. No harm in saying you need help, but if you feel yourself slipping in ways that don't that are not serving you, it's time to to make a For change. Sure. And why why do you think so many people struggle with saying I need help? Oh, because there's shame. There's shame. There's there's stigma. There's still stigma in mental health. We have there's there's stigma in homosexuality. There's there's unfortunately so much ridiculous stigma that that keep people stuck in the closet. And I don't just mean homosexuality. I mean mental health in the closet. I mean struggles. People are afraid to share when they're struggling, and it's so sad. And that's why when you and I come onto Clubhouse and we hold space for people, and like what we just did an hour ago in Wellness. Wednesdays and we ask people how they're really doing, um, that's how we decrease shame and stigma, right? By by declaring that it's no big deal if I'm struggling. It's okay. It's human to need help. And so- um, That was it. Why do you think people (laughs) struggle to ask for help? Yes. Yes. They, They struggle because there's still stigma attached to mental health struggles and all sorts of different struggles. And that's a total shame. And thank you to the people out there who are holding space for people and breaking and ending the stigma for all sorts of different things that are going on in the world. Um, it just, it pain, it, it hurts my heart when, when people suffer alone because they're afraid to unburden, they're afraid to share, or they're afraid to not look perfect to their, to their boss or to their partner. There's no shame or harm in, in saying that you're struggling. Or that yeah. You're and, and it's, it's so society has just fucked with everybody's mind into what's strength and what's weakness. Oh. Right. And what about, what about social media? You look, people alter their pictures. So if you look at someone and like for me, I'm 46 years old, I'm not into doing any Botox, any fillers to me, it's poison for me. So I'm into aging gracefully. I I look at people my own age, they look amazing. They have no lines. They don't have the lines around their eyes. Like they, like I do, because I smile a lot of, you know, I have my lines around my eyes. I could feel less than I could look at these women and say, Oh my God, they have smooth foreheads and they look so good and they exercise all day and their bodies look amazing. So that's, um, so social media is so dangerous. We see people sharing their highlight reel and they're not sharing what's going on. That's not so pretty. So we compare, you know, our, our worst, you know, we compare someone else's highlight reel to our darkest days. And so that leads to the comparison game and all sorts of crap. And social media is a big 
part oh, of that. Absolutely. Piece. It's complete toxic positivity. I mean, there's very few people. I mean, I, I like to think of myself as one of those people because I kind of give a fuck what anybody thinks. And I don't, I don't even put on makeup to get on and I don't take 500 takes when I do a video. It's one, one take. And Me done, too. You know? I'm with you. And I, I, I wish more people would, I wish that would become cool on social media. Just be your fucking self, you know, just be you like people resonate with that. People don't resonate with a filter, right? It's just another encouragement to tell people it's okay. And that's fine. If you want to use a filter, go for it. But like, please don't use the word authentic authenticity when you're doing that because it's everything but <laughs> but I just want to come back so I just wanted to say like people have to start understanding that asking for help isn't a weakness it's a strength and the strongest people ask for help and you have to learn that a lot of us had to learn I had to learn that um and you know what by the way if if people don't understand or learn that google Brene Brown and her work yeah. on vulnerability because that'll teach you how strong it is to be vulnerable so if anyone is struggling in this area uh, Google, watch her TED talk on vulnerability, how it takes a strong person to admit that they're weak and that it takes a weak person to admit that they're strong or to say that they're strong and they don't need help. And yeah. they're so perfect. So you know? friends ask for help because it, it, it can be the difference of staying stagnant and transform transformation. So I'm, I'm all for that. Um, I want to ask you, you know, what does the lack of self care manifest into? Um, well, I think we touched a little bit. It could it could be full blown. Describe burnout. burnout. Air. What's burnout uh, me, for people who don't know what that means? So so burnout is it can be all different things. It, it's you know racing hard, agitation, lack of sleep. Um, you can just Google the symptoms. The symptoms that I experienced was that I was not sleeping. My heart was racing. I felt I was almost borderline having panic attacks. I was very snappy. I was very agitated, frustrated, short-tempered, nervous, anxious, uh, never feel, you know, didn't feel happy, uh, felt restless. Those are a lot of the symptoms. And so those are the wake-up signs if you're not taking care of yourself. You know, again, asking for help to course correct if you start to feel any of those of yeah, those symptoms. Being strong enough to yeah, say that and you burnout it. is truly a state of emotional, physical, and mental exhaustion caused by excessive and prolonged stress. And it occurs when you feel overwhelmed, emotionally drained, and unable to meet constant demands. And that kills you prematurely. I, I, I'm sure of that because it, it can turn into anything. It can turn into anxiety. It can turn into stomach issues. It can turn, it, you can manifest disease. And, and people have to wake up and realize that all everything that's not self-care can turn into the manifestation of disease. I believe it. I've seen it. I've worked with people and I know you have. So I, I, I do that. Um, that's another thing. Just when you talk about that, there's the fight or flight. So there's the stress of giving a work presentation, right? Or, or, um, do or being in a car accident, like where you're, you know, your adrenaline's pumping, the fight or flight. And then there is, and I talk about this again in Busy to Bliss, we talk about the acute stress. And then I talk about the chronic stress, which is over time, over time that erodes. And it's the chronic stress that, that gets us into dangerous places. Because the, the fight or flight is we deliver the speech, we're done. We get into the car accident, we heal, we're okay. Um, we do the job interview, we're so nervous for it, we recover after. But it's the chronic low lull stress over time that is damaging. So it's the chronic stress that we really have to pay attention and to. And just quickly, Eric, what are the main contributors to stress? The main contributors, it could be anything. You could feel anything in your life. Uh, I mean, divorce, death, there's lots of, do you want to talk about like massive Whatever life, it means to you. you know, changes, I mean, moving, moving, moving is stressful. Uh, having a kid is stressful. Changing jobs is stressful. Losing a job is stressful. Living in a freaking global pandemic like we are right now is pretty damn stressful. Uh, and, and that's another thing. Stress is subjective. What may be stressful for me, I could speak in front of 500 people. That's not stressful for me. I love people. I love speaking. That's terrifying for people. For me, if I know that I have to pack for a business trip, I get so stressed. Packing stresses me out. It's a joke to some people. So it's subjective. Everyone experiences stress from different things. The important is it doesn't matter what the stressor is. It's your internalization of the stress. It's never the stressor. Traffic is could be stressful for one person and completely no issue to someone else. It's never the stressor. 
It's how we internalize it is how our body responds to it. Well, Very I can't important. wait to get stressed out to pack a fucking suitcase and go somewhere. So, <laughs> oh my God. I know. I hate packing. It causes me stress. Interesting. Interesting. I, I, I can't say that. It causes my dog stress when she sees that come out. She'll fucking piss all over the floor. Yes, right? I, I mean, I pack the night before I go, like hours before I go to the airport. So, but yeah, stress is different. Absolutely. It's completely different for everybody. And you know what? I, I, I'm proud to say that I truly live a life that's not a high stress. There are moments, there are days, but I think I keep myself young, even though I am young, young with, with really managing stress. And, and, you know, we can talk about those tools soon, but Eric, I know that you have, um, an Ackerman, um, for your self-care regime, and I'd love for you to just go over it. Sure. So my acronym is the self-care acronym. It's S-E-L-F-C-A-R-E. I'll quickly tell you what it is. So the S in self is saying no. So saying no more often allows you to say yes to things that really matter. So I say, how about, I'm sorry, I can't right now, but I'll let you know if or when I can, or this idea sounds amazing. It's just that dot, 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 or I'm not able to today, but in a month I can revisit it or let me think about it and get back to you. So saying no. The E, enough sleep, less screens. Restorative sleep is imperative to good health. And sleep, of course, as we know, reduces stress and improves your mood. And adults aged 18 to 60 uh, are recommended to get seven hours a night of sleep to promote good health. Next, the L is for left foot, right foot, and that means, means movement. So committing to 30 minutes of movement daily if you can. And I always say opt for whatever you enjoy. Walking, hiking, biking, swimming, yoga, hit, whatever you like, do it. Um, F stands for financial self-care save, so saving money. So self-care means caring for and cleaning up your finances, and it means having a conscious relationship with money. So self-care means budgeting and paying your bills on time and completing your tax responsibility on time, all that jazz. C in care stands for connectedness, and we touched on that. Social connectedness with others provides emotional support and a sense of belonging to help you thrive. So connectedness to both to oneself and to others. And, and, you know, this all keeps you grounded. Next, A is ask for help. So I always say the I'll do it all myself is, is ultimately a lonely and ineffective way to live. So asking for and accepting help brings you closer to people around you and creates, you know, wonderful bonds. The R is for reading, journaling, or gratitude. So um, I always say make a decision to live with intent. Incorporating reading, writing, journaling, or expressing gratitude are all effective self-care practices. And finally, the E is to eat nutrient-rich foods because the food you eat can either be the safest and most powerful form of medicine or the slowest form of poison. So eating, you know, nutrient dense foods like leafy greens and, you know, fruits like berries and pomegranates, you know, oily oily fish rich in omega-3s and vegetables like mushrooms and sweet potatoes and bell peppers. So that's the acronym. Self-care. And so if you want to learn how to practice it, do that. And, and when we come to the end of the podcast, Erica can give you um, where you can find her so she can send you that little diagram that she has and you could put it on your fridge for all I care or in your purse. Just have it so that you can go back to it because it's a gentle reminder. Okay, Erica, what are your absolute hard fucking no's? Hard fucking no's. Uh, shut down times at night. I think you know that. Hard fucking no is, uh, I'm pretty good at hard no's. If I don't want to do something lately, I like not lately years, like for the last, I'd say 10 years, I'm pretty good at honoring my boundaries. If I don't want to do something, I no longer beat around the bush. I don't pussyfoot. If I don't want to do it, I say, thank you so much for thinking of me. <laughs> Leslie's rubbing her eyes. I really appreciate you thinking of me. My plate is really full right now. Very good with, get very good with that. Hard no's are anytime I feel my safety feels compromised, I feel disrespected, um, I go where it feels good. Uh, what else? I don't know. Well, they're your fucking hard no's. They're your hard fucking no's. What about what else is my hard no's? What are your definite fucking yeses? Um, I don't know. I, I, I have to live. I say yes. I say yes to passion in life. So, like, I don't know, this sounds odd, but like, yes to music, yes to traveling, yes to being with friends, yes to, I say yes to things that energize me. So different things energize different people. For me, uh, I don't give a shit about shopping. I don't care what purse, what shoes I have. I don't care. I go out with no makeup every day. What matters to me um, is, is, 
you know, I love music. I love a good glass of Cabernet. I love being served dinner. Like that's a big treat for me. A hard yes is like, I don't care about having a bag. I'd rather spend my money on going to a meal. I'd rather eat out at dinner and take a break from cooking for my family. I say yes to experiences and not things. Um, I say yes to all the things that have to do with those five pillars. I practice them. What I preach, I practice every day. I eat well, I sleep, I move my body, I practice stress. So all those are hard yeses. Um, hard no's are bad. I'll go back to boundaries. I'm really, I've become good at boundaries. They're important. We all feel when we're turning into the human pretzel, when we're saying yes too much less, I think that's your hum right now. So I think you got to see where you could start saying no to others so that that allows you to say more yes to yourself and you'll start to feel better quickly because you're in tune to your body. So the minute you start shutting it down, it's going to feel weird. You're going to feel like you lost your right arm. Like making these life changes feel weird. You're going to be like, oh, I really just want to go on or I really just want to do this one more thing. It's hard to impose boundaries, but it's short-term pain for long-term pain. Absolutely. Okay, so I have two more things. One, I want to know what does a day in a life of Erica Diamond look like in terms of self-care? <laughs> Oh my God. So I have a few jobs, as you know, so it depends on what I'm doing. I could be working on TV. I could be coaching, teaching yoga, recording a podcast episode, working with a brand. I don't know, teaching busy to bliss. Next week I'm teaching master classes. So no matter what my job looks like, my kids are my number one priority. So that's another reason why I have hard, have hard stops. I, I want to be with them. I, I, I want to be the one to raise my kids. That's why I built this life. I didn't want a job working for anyone else. I wanted to be there for carpool every day and for all the practices. I just, I wanted to be there. So I think that I did make sacrifices in my career to be there for my kids. My kids are my number one priority. So a day in the life is always involving my kids and my husband, always. It involves good food. It involves my coffee in the morning. It involves my meditation generally morning, uh, definitely morning and evening, sometimes in the afternoon. It definitely means some sort of movement, walking, yoga, biking, spinning, Pilates. I love everything. I love all types of movement. Since COVID, I only, I used to go to the gym and work out for an hour. I don't even do that anymore. I mean, I throw on a video fit on or Peloton or something or DBS. And I do a 30 minute workout. So my workouts, my movement have been really short in COVID and I love it. I feel fantastic. So some sort of movement is self-care is everything. It's, it's, um, tuning into my finances. It's everything that I said, because self-care, make no mistake, is sometimes doing hard things that don't feel very pleasurable in the moment. It's breaking up with that toxic friend. It's deciding you're going to pay off your debt. It's all of those things. So self-care looks um, sometimes different, but it has similar things that repeat every day. That's always breathing. That's always movement. That's always water. That's always all those things in the five pillars are, are ever present in my life. And they, and they keep me happy. They keep me healthy. They, they keep me okay. thriving. Now, just because you pivoted here, tell me quickly, how is a busy mom, a busy entrepreneur to find time for themselves? So there's a whole bunch of things. So I don't, we don't have all day, but I would start time blocking things. So the reason that things don't get done is because we make a to-do list. And we, and we just, it just keeps getting put off to the day after and the day after the day after take your damn to-do list, brain dump everything you have to do. That's currently causing you stress and slot it on your calendar. Give it a time, a realistic time to live on your calendar to ensure that it gets done. I would definitely also suggest the hour of power for moms. And that doesn't mean necessarily if you can't wake an hour before everyone in your family, try 30 minutes because the, the, the day is set by your morning. So if you wake up, if you incorporate some sort of those you know, morning savers, any kind of movement or breathing or reading or scribing or gratitude, um, anything that refills your personal cup in the morning, that sets the stage for a great day. Um, it's about boundaries, saying no. It's about, you know, writing down your limiting thoughts. We don't talk a lot about our thoughts, but self-care is a lot about the things that we think about ourselves that we sometimes hold as truth when they're not even true. So it's about recognizing your limiting beliefs and then thought challenging them, writing challenges to our negative thoughts. Um, so that is helpful. Uh, what else in time? Eat, you know, I always say eat the frog, do the hardest tasks 
first and when your body's most alert to so play to your strengths. So if there's that thing that you've been putting off, do it when your body is most alert. That's how to ensure that it gets done. Make, you know, make sure that you make time for white space before and after calendar appointments so that you feel grounded and not so burnt out. Make time uh, for dead time. So if you're in the carpool lane waiting for your kid for 30 minutes, use that time to listen to a podcast or use that time to sit in your car and answer to 10 minutes of emails. So, you know, optimize your time in that way. There, I could go on. I love time management hacks, but those are, okay. those are just a few. So, Air, let's talk about your baby. Let's talk about Busy to Bliss and what that is and why every woman can can. Every, every busy, busy well, woman. every woman's busy. So every woman exactly. can, you know, start changing their life and what you're offering. So the doors to busy to bliss is a, it's a 30 day mindset and body transformation for busy women who want to reclaim their time and energy. The doors to busy to bliss registration open May 4th and they are only open for 12 days. So the registration opens May 4th. You can go to Erica Diamond. You will see everything there. So doors are open May 4th. They close May 13th. When you come into the program, we will spend four incredible transformational weeks together. Um, you will get a new module each Monday. The module of the week drops every Monday. You will have a week to complete the module. And then we move on to the next one. It is also designed as a self-paced course. So week one, we talk about mindset because you can't change your time, energy, and well-being without getting our mind screwed on right, in the right place, in an abundance mindset. So first week we do mindset, second week is energy and well-being. This is where uh, you don't need to be a meditator or a yogi. This is where we give you the basic foundational ways to live in optimal health and wellness. We talk about the four pillars. Week three is time management. This is where you learn how to time manage like a boss, reclaim your days, get more hours back in your day. And then week four is transformation. This is where you learn all the healthy habits of a toolbox that help you stick. The bonus that no one even knows is if you enroll in Busy Devils and then we go live every Monday night in a one hour group coaching session. Just that alone is the most powerful piece. You have accountability, you get access to my entire community and together we learn and grow. It is an incredible program. But the fun, and then you get these amazing bonuses, which you'll see, but the most incredible part of the program now is you will get, everyone who enrolls in the course gets a self-care pack, a self-care kit of my three blends. So the blend for stress is called Stress Free. The blend for sleep is called Sleep Easy. Um, and then the blend for energy, so good vibes, sleep easy, and what's my third one? Sleep, stress. Energy and focus. Um, good vibes is called stress. And then good vibes, stress-free, good vibes, and sleep easy. Those are the three blends for energy, for sleep, and for stress. So you will get that shipped to your door included in the program so you can start using essential oils every day. You're going to change your life. You're going to transform your life. It, it's the way to find your bliss. It's the way to live in optimal work-life harmony. It's the way to feel good. It's the way to just feel good and put yourself back on your list to learn all the life-changing strategies. I spend four weeks together with you. Spring is the most beautiful time to spring clean your mind, body, and spirit. And so we start that May 4th. You can sign up for my free self-care masterclass, which will give you a little bit of a taste of the course. And again, you can find that at ericadiamond.com. You can sign up for the free masterclass. You can find that link also in all my social media platforms. But I would love to meet you if you're a woman who feels like you're living life on the hamster wheel, like you're overtaxed, overburdened, overwhelmed, exhausted, can't get a handle on, on how to start feeling good. I, I will teach you. And what we'll do is we'll put a link in this podcast so people can find the registration really easily and can get and be part Beautiful. of Erica's program because I know, I know it's amazing and she's done it. Women have gone through it. She's changed so many lives and I believe in everything you're doing you. and the, the importance of this lesson because people don't know how to self-care. Um, and that's yeah. okay. And that's okay. I always say, you know what? It's okay. Today's the beginning of a new day. I don't care how you've been up until today that you haven't valued it. It's okay. Come as you are. I'll meet you there. And that's the best you know? part. Like just because we're not an expert in something and we don't practice something daily doesn't mean there's no room to learn new things and to adapt and to change and to live differently than we did yesterday or the day before. It's about going forward and what that means for you and, and for the people around you because it's your frequency, it's your vibe, it affects absolutely everything and it makes you better at every every point in your life. So learn it now. Don't wait 
to learn that. Make sure you guys are checking out Erica. Erica, where are people finding you? So they can find me. Everything is at ericadiamond.com and I'm Erica Diamond everywhere. So on Instagram, Erica Diamond, youtube.com slash Erica Diamond, uh, Facebook, Twitter, I'm Erica Diamond, Facebook, I'm facebook.com slash Erica Diamond official. Just Google my name and, and you'll find me on, on all the platforms. Um, they're showing up every day doing the work. And Eric, let me ask you a question. What do you believe is the most important character trait to be strong in self-care? The most, oh, the, the biggest character trait that, well, I, I think it's, um, I would say it's discipline. Discipline and repetition is hard. I'd say that's the most important and it's also the most challenging. The way to make all that, the difference between someone who makes it and who doesn't make it or someone who manifests this is discipline and repetition. And I always say in Busy to Bliss, repetition is hard and repetition is boring. You know, it's hard. To, it's okay to do, you know, we can all eat a salad once in a blue moon, but how do you take care of yourself every day? It's the discipline, the habits, it's attaching a cue to the trigger. So I'll say quickly before we, before we end, like, so the, the habit, the smoking, the, the smoking habit, it's so closely attached to a meal or a cup of coffee or a drink or something like that. So that bad habit, that cue is attached to a trigger. The same way that the cue is attached to a trigger and a bad habit is the same way that we can start to form new habits. So waking up in the morning, brushing your teeth and meditating, waking up in the morning, brushing your teeth and exercising, it's the exact same expression. It's just in a safe and healthy way. So discipline and repetition is the most important and yet also the okay. hardest. Give everybody one challenge as of tomorrow that they can do to start their self-care journey tomorrow. Beautiful. I want them to go to, to their phone or their iPad, and I want them to download the app Insight Timer or Breathe, B-R-E-E-T-H-E. And I want you to start getting acquainted with breathing and with meditating and with taking pauses and moments in your day. The beauty of Insight Timer is you can find a meditation for however it is you're feeling. Meditation for stress, for anxiety, for, for exams, like for your kids. Google a meditation, look for a meditation if you're struggling with sleep. That's my favorite. Start with an evening meditation before bed. Lie on your back, put your earphones in your ear, get into bed, put the blankets up to your neck, put on a 30-minute meditation at night so you give yourself enough chance to listen to the person talking to you and then drifting off into sleep after, like, breathing is the first thing you could do to calm your central nervous system down, access your parasympathetic nervous system, and start to feel better. So breathing Everyone should have inside timer and breathe on their phones and everyone should be taking out moments throughout the day. Also, the Dr. Andrew Wow, four, seven, eight breath, beautiful. Inhale for four, hold for seven. Exhale through pursed lips to the count of eight. Do four to six cycles of this in the morning and the afternoon. You will start to rewire your brain. So breathing is my first, my first tip before anything. And then if you can walk, just walk. Walk whenever you can. Walking is a beautiful gift that you give. And both of those things that Erica just mentioned, breathing and walking, are absolutely free. So everybody can afford free. it. And everybody can start practicing right? that immediately. You know what? I say practice practice ways. The best forms of wellness are free. Walking, water, breathing, sleeping. It's all free. It's all oh, free. It is all free. Air, I fucking love you and i'm so happy i, I love, love that you. i bring out the fucks <laughs> in everybody and i'm so happy that you came and taught this to everybody and they got to hear you and i hope to see thousands of women enrolled in your course and that you can change lives Aww. um and i support you and i'm so excited for you and i'm going to be part of busy to bliss because i am a busy woman and I could definitely use a couple of Erica Diamond hacks. So guys, thank you so much for listening. Go follow Erica, find her, reach out to her, say hello, and get ready for what's about to explode out of her birthing vagina is busy to bless. So <laughs> we love you. Sending so much love, so much light, so much healing. We hope you had a laugh, a what the fuck moment, and you enjoyed every single moment of Erica Diamond. for tuning into the holistic bitches unfiltered podcast i hope you got what you came for and you're eager to return for future episodes my one ask is that you hit the subscribe button and if you could be so kind to leave a raving review sending you so much love light healing and inspiration 
to be a better you. Peace out, friends.